This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. Hello and welcome to this edition of A Visit to the Mound. I'm Lark Smith, along with the other voice you'll hear in a moment is, is Stan Huff. Today we're going to talk about the psychology of pitching. There's my <coughs> thought process has always been a, a pitcher on the mound has to have a shark mentality and the fact that he can't let an umpire call bother him, he can't let an error bother him. But then again, he does have to be thinking on the mound, does he not? Oh, gosh, yes. That, uh, total focus and concentration because he's the guy throwing every pitch, starting, a, starting that uh, situation off with every pitch. Now, uh, when I had my teams, uh, it was more like, okay, let's, we're going to start from the, the beginning. Your priority, your main priority is a first pitch strike to every hitter. Okay, by doing so, you gain a tactical advantage over the hitter. You're taking a little more offense away from him. Think about that. And I told him, I said, I want you to do it within three pitches. Don't do more than three pitches to a hitter. Get him out. Now, the reason being is well, some, that's already got him thinking strangely, doesn't it? Oh, gosh. <laughs> what do you are, mean, Skip? Just three pitches? Uh, looking at me like I have two heads. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I explained it like, okay. The sooner you can get them out, the longer you can stay in the game. Right. So basically, I'm trying to get the guys that think they're, they're muscle heads to use their defense. A lot of them think they, they got to do it all. Right. That's, that's where I was going with that. So <laughs> definitely, I want them to be more of a team guy right then. Make the pitch, get the ground ball out, or get a fly ball, move on, get to the next hitter. Yeah, you've got eight guys behind you that, that are trying to you know do their job. Yeah. Let them do their job. And if uh, uh, if you, one of the things is you're taking your time, you're walking around the mound, and you're going really slow with your pitches, and uh, you're, you're putting your defense to sleep. Oh, yeah. So, so a part of that psychology is getting the ball, have an idea of what to do, and, and making it happen. <clears throat> so that's one thing. Now, the second thing is uh, they're competitors. We know that. Sure. They're out there competing. They wouldn't be if they, they and, wouldn't be there if they weren't. Well, you're right. <laughs> it's exactly right. I don't know what they'd be doing, but they would be doing Selling something else. Possibly, yeah. Or, or bartending somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, so so you get to a situation where um, what they need to do is focus, concentrate, make the pitch, and let's get on with it. Now, 
I had a, I had a pitcher at Fort Worth through a, a complete game in 89 pitches, and we were out of there in two hours and 10 minutes. And it was against the best hitting team in our league that year. With, without a time clock, without speed up rules. No, no. All he did was he'd make he'd make his pitches. He was getting ahead of every hitter uh, early first pitch strikes, mm-hmm. and he was getting he got eight one pitch outs. Wow. Eight of them. So this was our our game was was going along. We won that game like five to nothing. Mm-hmm. On <clears throat> they got one hit or two hits, I believe. <clears throat> but in 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 essence, I turned around and looked at all the other pitchers. And I said, "Are y'all are y'all watching this? <laughs> Pay attention. <laughs> Pay attention because <laughs> I'd like to see y'all do this too." Yeah. So um, it, it it really helped out that way. Now, let me go back to another part about it. Now, watch the World Series. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this made me think because with two outs and a man on second base, there's no really no reason to be looking at second base every yeah. pitch. Baseball axiom is you don't make the first or third out at third base. So, you know, with well, two outs and a guy at second base, why would he be trying to steal third when he might get thrown out? You, t- you took the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly what I was getting ready to say. They're not going to be stealing third base with two outs because you don't want to make that out at third base, no. obviously. So, <clears throat> you got uh, uh, Verlander. Yeah. He was cruising there with a five-run lead. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, he walks a guy. Next guy, I think, got a hit. Or he walked the next guy. So he's got first and second. Right. Now with this, two outs? With, okay, yeah. I've, I went ahead of myself. There were two outs. And he kept looking at second base. And the next thing I know, I believe it lo- he loaded the bases. And they eventually got the out, but nobody scored. Or maybe one guy scored. But anyhow, the problem with that is he was focusing more on the guys on base than he was the hitter. And with two outs, if you're focusing on the hitter and getting getting that done, you don't have to worry about those other guys because that's they, they're left stranded. Yeah. I felt like I called him up. You were yelling at the TV, focus uh, on the on the batter. No, I really wanted to call the dugout and say, okay, <laughs> tell him to quit doing that. <laughs> you got a direct line to Dusty Baker. <clears throat> so when I managed, I had a no-look pitch and a no-look pick. Okay. I wanted sure. – a lot of those guys said, I can't do that. I can't do that. I said, well, you can because you're going to. <laughs> <laughs> there's no que- yeah. There's no options here. Yeah. If I give you a no-look pitch, I don't want you looking at second base. I want you concentrating on that hitter. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, they got used to that, and they started liking it because what was happening was they were getting those, those third outs quicker. Right. And we weren't getting multiple guys on base and all that stuff, and so it, it worked out. Um, basically... Uh, the no look pitch we had a uh, it was a kind of a very obvious sign but it not just to us so everybody on the field knew what he was doing and the no look pick was the same way <clears throat> so we we got we started pitching better we started going further deeper into the game because mm-hmm. they were they were getting the outs a lot sooner. They were getting deeper. My idea for every pitcher back then was get yourself in shape to pitch nine innings, and that was for everybody, not sure. just not just the starters. Right. So <clears throat> that was working. I think that year we had sixteen complete games, and the only team wow. closer to us was one. And this was in the two thousands. <laughs> this is well. Uh, 
Yes, it yeah, was, yeah. by the way. Early 2000s. I didn't know it. In 06. the new millennium, anybody goes nine innings. 06 or 07. <laughs> <laughs> well, i got to tell you, when Nolan Ryan took over the Texas Rangers, he had the pitchers coming in early to get them in shape to, oh, be, to do that very thing. Yeah, absolutely. Look at what they did. They got to the playoffs. They got to the World Series twice while mm-hmm. he was running that. So, yep. look, he was a worker. And that's a fact. Absolutely. And he just wanted his pitchers to work, too, because that's where everything starts. Those guys have to have that, that mentality, like you said, a shark's mentality. And, but to be able to, to do that, enhance it, they've got to be in, in top shape. It's always been my contention when you see the Ryan Express sitting right behind home plate, that pitcher out there on the mound is doing everything he can to impress that guy <laughs> that's sitting in that front row back there. They don't want to disappoint Nolan Ryan if well, he's if a I, part of that team. If, yeah, if I was a pitcher, I wouldn't. No. No way. And I wouldn't want him coming down on me. He's, a, ra- big, he's the, a big man. Yeah. <laughs> the Rangers were good when he was there. The Astros got good when he got there. That's true. Now, you know, the and facts it, are facts. And, I, and we all know it's pitching and defense. Pitching, pitching and, and de- defense. Yeah. If you could out-pitch them, that's like, uh, what, that University of Texas team in 1982 or 83 mm-hmm. where they had Clements and Cal Giraldi and those guys. Right. Their team batting average was like 200. Yeah. But they won the national yeah. championship. Yeah. They're Winning one nothing, two nothing. Exactly. Two, nothing. So you know, pitching is is that's the name of the game, brother. Absolutely, that's it. Absolutely. <clears throat> now, um, the uh, okay, the back end of this deal. Uh, so you got relievers, okay? A reliever uh, needs to be concentrating on what's going on the whole game. Sure. They can't be down there messing around. It's got they got to be concentrating because their number might get called. So some guys that I had would would get up and throw a little bit in the bullpen when they saw something going on without anybody asking them to. They just get up and start throwing because they knew they possibly at that point were going to have to get in the game. Mm-hmm. This happened you know, those guys did a good job of uh, following the game because they were ready to go within eight or nine pitches uh, to come into the ball game. Mm-hmm. So it's that kind of uh, it, that want kind to. of want to and and focus and concentration that uh, that really gets it done. Yeah, it's my turn to contribute. <clears throat> I need exactly. to start getting ready to contribute. Basically, yes, yeah. but and you brought up Verlander. I mean, here's a guy that's been a dominant pitcher in the major leagues for years, especially during the regular season. But he goes into that his last start in the World Series, being 0-6 in World Series games, finally picks up his first World Series win in, what, game five, I guess it was, in Philadelphia. What, what kind of mental effect does that have on a pitcher that is that good, but all of a sudden he gets into the big stage and it, it just seems to blow up on him? Well, look, he was 0-6, and I think it was, they were making that a big deal. Yeah. And he's hearing that and reading it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So he's, it's on his mind. Now, that's kind of that's kind of an indirect pressure that he's putting on himself. There were times I'd tell my pitchers, don't read the paper. <laughs> don't listen to the news. Don't listen to anybody else's Show opinion. Show up for work. But mine. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> not, <laughs> <laughs> my opinion's the only you, one that counts. You will listen to my opinion. Okay. So... I feel like he got himself in more trouble focusing on the guy at second base sure. than, he, than any other time. Mm-hmm. I thought that other times, you know, he's trying to out 
outdo the hitter. So, well, when when a guy's amped up, you got to be able to control yourself a little mm-hmm. bit. Maybe that got away from him. Some I'm not. This guy's an outstanding pitcher. Sure. I mean, he and he's he, going to win the Cy Young <clears throat> again. Definitely. There's everything good about him. There's very little that's bad. Very little. I mean, the only thing bad I thought felt like by by looking at second base so much, he was mm-hmm. losing concentration right. on the hitter. And right. you know, when you got to get one more out, well, why are you doing that? Yeah. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. So uh, I would uh, I would encourage any any coach from little league on up to uh, however you want to go uh, to implement a no look pitch and a no look pick. That way, they get in the habit of focusing on the hitter, which is their priority anyway. Sure, I'd rather see a ground ball out to the shortstop or second baseman with two outs than anything. Particularly Ooh. with a man on first and second, it's a flip to second base, and we're out of the inning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that you know, what? <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, that's the fun part of baseball. And, and you're not putting your defense to sleep. And it's as far as managing goes, you know, you're trying to hold a, a tight lead here. It really takes a pressure off the manager too. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's goal number one. Take the pressure off the manager, right? <laughs> but as far as what I got to do, and I'm a competitor too. I've got to watch myself as well. I can't go blowing off. Uh, like really bad sure. because they, they're all watching me too sure. and, and they're taking their cue from what I'm doing. And I've, you know, when you're leading that way, you gotta, you gotta really rethink about, Hey, is this, you know, pick your fights, pick mm-hmm. your battles. Yeah. There were some I picked very badly and there were some I did very <laughs> well. At. So, but as you go and you do stuff like that uh, and you make those mistakes, you learn from them hopefully so yeah. they don't happen or you mitigate that, you know, and minimize it to a point where, okay, we're, we're hanging in there. So, mm-hmm. okay, the psychology of the manager with the pitcher is a big deal too. Mm-hmm. There are some guys that you can go, go out there and jerk them around a little bit. There are some guys you got to pat on the back and say, hey, you're doing a great job. So <clears throat> you got to be able to know who to do that with. You can't do it with everybody one way. It doesn't work. I would I would take the, the soft approach first. Go soft, hard, soft. If you have to, it's one of those ways of doing it. And and hard meaning not too hard. It means firm. That's all. Right. And anyway, it's a, it's, that's another psychology part right there. That was one thing that Jimmy Johnson was so good at when he was coaching football is he understood each individual player's demeanor, psychology, whatever, as to how to approach that player. He may be, he may cut somebody that, you think there's no reason for him to cut him, but then, you know, like a Michael Irvin, he keeps him around no matter what and, you know, has a different approach to Michael Irvin than he does to, to somebody that he cut off the team. Well, it's, 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 yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. You got to be that with you. Got, okay. So everybody on your ball team, you see, you got 24 guys. Well, they got to worry about themselves, but as a manager, you got to worry about all 24 of them and you got to really be concerned yourself with how they're going to take this. Mm-hmm. So you got to be, you got to juggle that one and it's delicate. So that's, that's a good, good question. Okay. The psychology of pitching, <clears throat> a starter 
as opposed to a reliever. There are some guys that seem like the, the reliever role is all they want to do, and that sits them as fine. There's some that seem to be starting, but you know, there are some that can also do both. So what, is there some psychology factor that a manager's looking at yeah. at those pitchers to decide he's a starter, he's a reliever? Well, let's go back to the uh, World Series, the last game. Okay, when uh, the pitcher went out. You know, his head of, I think it was one to one. Wheeler went, Wheeler went out. They put in uh, that lefty yeah. to throw. The fireballer. Yeah, well, he ended up, he was all amped up. And this is where you got to internally control yourself. You could tell he was amped up. Every pitch he was throwing was 100 plus miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And they were all over the place. <clears throat> I would rather the guy take a deep breath focus on what he has to do, make a good pitch and get a ground ball out or, or get, a, get a, a swing and a miss. Mm-hmm. When guys get to the big league or triple-A, double-A, triple-A guys, they're hitting fastballs. Absolutely. That's what they can hit. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, you get to that level, they not only hit them, but they hit them hard. <laughs> and, they launch and, them over the moon. And <laughs> these guys can turn around a Learjet. It's it's really one of those kind of things. So, And he tried to do that with Alvarez. Mm-hmm. And it was the longest ball I've seen hit all year. 450 over the batter's eye well, in that was field. A, it was a 100-mile-an-hour pitch that turned around about 110, 120. Mm-hmm. and went over a very, very, very tall wall in center field yes and that was what a three-run home run yes that was the game winner exactly so i i don't know it's that that pitcher alvarado i i can't remember the lefty he's got a good arm great great arm he's gonna be around a while but went through a wall yeah, it, he went out there with it with that bulldog determination. But you got to be able to throw your other pitches too. Mm-hmm. You got to keep good hitters off of that fastball as much as possible. They, they, if you set them up right, they're going to miss the fastball. So <clears throat> there's there's it, multiple ways you could do that. So we're not going to go into that. But I felt like he stayed on that fastball way too much. Yeah. About to run out of time, but one other thing I want to bring up from the World Series. Um, I'll think of his name in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those senior moments. Yeah, yeah, I have those. Um, Anyway, there was an Astros pitcher that was tipping his pitches. McCullers. McCullers, yeah, Lance McCullers. Supposedly tipping his pitches. How does a guy get to that level and not know or somebody doesn't see it? on oh. his on his team and correct that. Okay, well his team sees him every day. So they're used to what they're seeing. The other team though is trying to pick something up and it was obvious to me that the Phillies did because they worked on him. They hit what five home runs mm-hmm. off of him. Yeah. And he's a good pitcher. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh it looked to me like uh they were hitting his changeup because they were sitting on it, it looked like. I don't know. I I don't know, but evidently he was tipping that off some way. So you got different camera angles and what the one I saw was mainly from behind so you really can't tell anything then. Mm-hmm. It was obvious they saw something and they exploited it and took advantage of it. What I was told in his set, if he set just a little bit under his chin, it was going to be a changeup. If he sat with his with his glove down near his belt, it was going to be a fastball. That could have been. That's what they were picking up. 
Well, that's oh, that's how does, how does a pitching coach who's on the bench not see that and well, say, hey, hey walk well, out there and say, hey, you're tipping your pitches. Let's try this. Well, you know this guy really well that we played with, mm-hmm. that, and he's a really good pitcher. And when when he throw a curveball, he stick his tongue out <laughs> <laughs> like he was licking a lollipop. Well, I got to admit, if at the plate, I'm not looking at the pitcher's tongue, <laughs> uh, but he's tipping it off before he throws the pitch. Okay. <laughs> And I, I, one time I told him, I said, do you realize you're licking your chops every time you throw a breaking ball? You <laughs> know, I didn't. I said, well, cut it out because you got a good breaking ball, but they're teeing off on you. I was just standing at the plate making sure he didn't hit me. <laughs> <laughs> he did have a few control issues, but at anyway. Times. At times. Well, that's our time for today. Hope you'll join us the next time we have a visit to the mound. That'll wrap up this visit to the mound. We certainly appreciate you joining us today for a little baseball talk. Anytime you want to hear something about baseball, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast, or you can go to roguemedianetwork.com for the next edition of A Visit to the Mound. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.